Welcome back to Next Generation Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm your host as always, Pastor Daquan McKnight, and I'm praying that every single one of you is having a blessed day and a blessed week, and however you may be watching or wherever you may be watching, thank you so very much for making this program a very, very special part of your day. And I encourage that each and every single one of you Share these podcasts with your friends and family, those that need reassurance from God's holy word. Amen? Amen. Now, we have been dealing with the segment entitled, New Year, New Choices. And today I want us to talk about how to move past the pain of the past. Move past the pain of the past. And if you have your Bible available to you, take it in turn and go with me to Philippians 3 verses 13 through 14. Philippians 3, verses 13 through 14. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. It says this. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But one focus on this one thing. Paul is saying, I have not achieved it yet, but I'm going to keep my mind and heart set to one thing. This is the one focus I have on my mind. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Jesus Christ is calling us. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for your words and your promises. Lord, thank you for your words that never fail. Thank you that your word is forever settled in heaven. Thank you that you are with us. Thank you for keeping and guiding us. And as we dive deep into your word today, give us strength today to minister your word to the hungry hearts that are listening. Thank you that your word will go forth with power and authority. Thank you that the fire of the Holy Ghost will invade people's lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And we all say, Amen and Amen. There will be times throughout life in which you will make a mistake. We all have been there, haven't we? Has there ever been a time in your life in which you've made a mistake or experienced a failure? Have you ever failed at anything? But the big question is, have you ever felt as if you could never go on? As I said in the previous podcast, I shall say it again. Life has no rewind button. But God can even use your worst mistakes as tools for greater success in your life. And no matter what has happened in your life or in your past, you can have a second act, a second chance in your life. I remember about reading a story about Abe Lincoln. And this is what an article says about Abe Lincoln. It says that he was born in a log cabin and he grew up the son of a jack of all trades who earned a hard scrabble living. When he was nine years old, his mother died. When he was 19, the sister he adored also died. He disliked manual labor, but he loved reading and writing. The total of his formal education amounted to less than 12 months. When he was 22, after piloting a flatboat of goods down the Mississippi River from Illinois to New Orleans, he was promised the manager position of a general store. Upon returning to Illinois, the store owner ran the business into bankruptcy, and within a year, the young merchant was jobless. He then ran for a position in the state legislature and finished eighth in a field of 13 candidates. On the rebound, he served as captain in the Illinois militia. Now, he was unable to go to law school. He eventually became a lawyer by following his familiar pattern, self-education. Now, Abe Lincoln has signed a note for a half-share investment in a general store, but the business failed. 
his partner died, and the failed merchant spent years paying off his and his partner's debts. At 26 years old, the woman he planned to marry died, and his heart was broken. Now, becoming active and involved in many of the politics in his late 20s, he was licensed to practice law, and he became a member of the Illinois House of Representatives, but lost in an attempt to be named Speaker of the House. By his mid-30s in 1843, he failed in his attempt to gain his party's nomination to run for the United States Congress. Three years later, he was elected to Congress, and then two years later, was defeated in his re-election bid. He was then passed over for the position of Land Office Commissioner, after which he ran for the United States Senate and lost. By the time he reached age 47, he sought to be nominated for Vice President at his party's National Convention, and was passed over. Two years later, he ran for the United States Senate again, and lost again. But then, by age 51, he was elected President of the United States, and again at age 55. Now, this Peaks and Valley's life belonged to American's 16th President, Abe Lincoln. Now, all of the facts that I've read for you today are very accurate, but they are far less dramatic than the often romanticized failure to success story of Lincoln's life that has been told for the last century and a half. But even an accurate version of his life is enough to make us question, why didn't Abe Lincoln just stop trying after one or more of his failures in life? You see, Lincoln overcame the obstacles, and most of us have wondered what was the secret that kept him moving forward. And that secret was, he moved past the plans of failure, the pains of defeat and discouragement, and he continued to press forward, reaching for a greater future that was in store for him. The reason why I wanted to start this podcast off with reading about the life of Abe Lincoln, because Abe Lincoln read, because Abe Lincoln's story, his biography, has since fueled the aspirations of dreams throughout countless generations. His story is a warning about viewing life backward instead of forward. His life is a testament to the power of moving beyond the past of pain to the promise of the future. How about you? Maybe some of you are not like Abe Lincoln. You're unable to move forward. You're still trapped. You're still stuck in the same rut of the past, full of pain, failure, and questioning. It could involve, for example, an innocent friendship that turned into an immoral affair, poor financial decisions that threatened your future security, an opportunity which got squandered because of laziness and lack of consistency and focus, leaving a relationship that you should have stayed in, or staying in a relationship you have ended. Now, there are two things that we need to understand about. Number one, we need to look at the problem with looking back. The biggest problem that people have when it comes to trying to figure out what kind of future God has in store for them or entering into the new year with confidence and encouragement is that they have the problem with looking back. Let me tell you something, friends. The past cannot be changed. Whether our past is filled with failures and successes, the past will always be the past. It has nothing to do with what is yet to come. And I'm here to remind you too is that 
Until your past is completely dead, it has the potential to hold you back in limbo, placing you between two worlds in which you are constantly looking behind you, constantly comparing to where you are going than where you are. You see, you have more of an ability to attach yourself to where you have been than attaching your faith to where you are going. But can I remind you that where you are going is so much better and greater to where you have ever been? In fact, Paul would even say in Philippians 1, 6, He which begun a good work in you will continue to do so until the day of Jesus Christ. So I want to ask you, what are you fixing your faith to? It's time to stop looking to experiences that you once had. It's time to stop looking to your own ability. What did Isaiah say? He said, Behold, I'm about to do a new thing. Shall you not perceive it? Shall it not happen in your life? You see, God is about to do greater in you than he has ever done through you. And we must not give up hope. Say amen. Now, if we are wise, you and I can avoid past mistakes. You see, the future is a blank canvas waiting to be filled with new dreams and visions for your life. In fact, 1 Corinthians 2.9 says that I have not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the hearts in which God has in store for them. In fact, the scripture says that he has made everything beautiful in his time and that he has set eternity in our hearts. You see, we can't imagine all that God has in store for us, both in this life and for all eternity. You see, if we let the past define the parameters of our imagination, we're limiting to what God has planned for us in the near future. In fact, Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to his mighty power that works in us. In fact, 1 Corinthians 5, 7, 2 Corinthians 5.7, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, Behold, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, the old nature is gone, a new creation has begun. You see, the greatest dangers in living life through the rearview mirror is that we self-limit the possibilities for our future. It's time that we move and go forward. But some of you already can't go forward, you might say. You can't go forward because you're still bound by mistakes of the past. Look at what the Bible says about mistakes. Number one, mistakes are inevitable. James 3 verse 2 says, for in many things and in many ways we all stumble and offend. In other words, mistakes are inevitable. We will all make mistakes. There's no such thing as a perfect person. We're not perfect at all. There's only one perfect person, and that's Jesus Christ. The next thing I want to examine is that mistakes are forgivable. Romans 6.23 says that Jesus offers us a new beginning if we are willing to accept his payment for our sin. Romans 6.23 says... Wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then Isaiah 61 3 says, To appoint unto them beauty for ashes, to give to them oil, the oil of joy for mourning, and to give them the spirit of praise as a garment for the spirit of heaviness, in which mistakes are redeemable. God is not only wanting to forgive you of your mistakes, but He is willing to also redeem you of your mistakes. And he wants to bring about a new beginning in your heart and life. He wants to bring about a new beginning in your heart and life. In fact, the scripture makes it clear in Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. It says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Isaiah 43 verses 18 through 19 tells us, 
But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. In Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, the prophet Jeremiah was given a glimpse into the distant future, and he makes this stunning prediction. He says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 says this, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And in Psalm 126, verses 1-3, through the author David would write these inspiring words. He would say this, When the Lord turned back the captivity of Zion, or when he brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, it was like a dream. We were filled with laughter, and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, What amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What a great joy it has been. So we need to learn to look. We need to learn to stop looking at the problem of looking back. And we need to have the power of looking forward. You see, the primary power of looking forward in this life is this. God is in the future. You see, God is in our past, he is in our present, and he is also in our future. You see, God is not bound by or he's not defined by time. God is constantly moving forward with his plans for his creation and also his plans for us. God is never standing still. He is constantly, always, always on the move. In fact, Paul would write in Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. Romans 8.29 says this, For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to be like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. In other words, God is continually conforming us into the image of his dear son, Jesus Christ. You see, the past is being transformed into the new as we walk with Christ into the future. So I encourage you today, don't let the past be a prison. Turn your eyes forward where you'll see Jesus leading you into the future he has prepared for you. God can even give you a new opportunity to live according to his will. And it's also time to dream again. Well, I hope and pray that this segment has blessed you. Please stay tuned as we continue on with topic series relating to teen life and questions for young adults. And we use the Bible to apply it to their daily life. This is Pastor McKnight says, I love you. God bless you. Take care.